Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 22nd episode of the 42 Podcast, where as always we're talking about life, the universe, and everything with your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, Jacob. I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah, I feel you there. I feel you. But that's a theme. (laughs) I think we've been tired like 20 of 22 episodes, so... (laughs) Hey, at least we're getting it done a little earlier today, so we're not going to be up, you know, super late compared to, like, we're used to. Yeah, yeah, getting it done. Even though, like, we tried to get flooded out last night, we had an unbelievable storm blow through. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I was unfortunate, I mean, I was fortunate enough to not be here, though. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was like, I asked my mom Thursday, I was like, do you mind watching the kids? Her, their grandparent, our grandmother. And she's like, no, I don't mind. So Saturday night, we dropped them off. I mean, the wife went and got a hotel downtown because I got a good deal on one of the uh, Hilton rooms. Oh, nice. It had, a ba- it had a balcony overlooking the Galleria part of down, uh, Houston on Post Oak Boulevard. and oh, we, were, like, yeah. on the eighth, uh-huh. we were on the eighth floor and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was only 100 bucks. Nice. Yeah, if you yeah. watch, you can, oh, you can get real good deals online. So we're up there on the eighth, bal- on the eighth floor. And the storm doesn't go through the Galleria, it goes through the east side of Houston. So we just watched this giant storm just covered in lightning just all night. <laughs> it was awesome. It does sound like fun. Yeah, that was <laughs> it's good times. Good times, good times. But we almost didn't make it home. <laughs> too much rain, too much flooding. Freaking people, yeah, they had a they had two of the freeways shut down. Wow. Damn. Two of the main ones. Yeah, that that can be treacherous in Houston because they yeah, need, you need every them. lane there <laughs> to get the traffic moving. Yeah, considering I need, you know, I only it only took three freeways to get home. <laughs> Two of them are closed. You know, you're not doing very well. Yeah, four realsies. And some of Houston feels like you can't even get to the other part of Houston if you don't get on a freeway. Oh, yeah, no. It's like, where the hell are these small streets going? Like, how the hell would I get there without this toll road? It would take you hours. Like, yeah. two or three or four hours to meander through some city streets to get to certain parts of Houston, especially with how mm-hmm. big it is now. With how big it is, exactly. I mean, when I used, when I lived there, I mean, the woodland was out. Like, it was kind of <laughs> out, you know? And now yeah. it's, you know, city almost, almost all the way to Huntsville, which is another hour north of the woodlands. Yeah. And it's all the way down to Galveston. It is city all the way to Willis. Wow. That's almost completely built up all the way to Willis. Yeah, me and a friend of mine joke about in 10 years there's going to be just one giant city between Houston, Austin, and Dallas. It's just going to be one city. Like mm-hmm. Coruscant, you know? Just one giant mm-hmm. city for days. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, how have you been? How's the weather been up there? Oh, it's good. Uh, cool this weekend. I'd... It's not gonna hit seventy all weekend, so it's kind of really? nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. most been yeah. pretty rainy though, so you know it's kind of comes to the territory. Uh, bought a new laptop today, so that's exciting. Did you? Yeah. What's up? What'd you get, dude? It's a uh, Lenovo Flex, so it doesn't. It's not completely three hundred and sixty, but it'll. I mean, it'll go. The hinges are three hundred degrees, so you can. You can use it as a laptop, but if you want to like flip it up and have the keyboard facing down and just play with the screen because it's a touch screen, which I'm not a huge fan of, but you know it's an i7, two gigs of graphics memory, eight gigs of regular memory. It's a good, it's a good laptop. We got a good price on it. You know, open box at Best Buy kind of deal, and with the Best Buy card, we can have a year of no interest, so we'll pay it off without paying any interest on it. So it'll. And I've had this one actually. I'm the my old laptop is going to become just a dedicated podcasting machine, so I won't have to move it around anymore, which will be nice. But I've had this machine for like six years now. I've had it forever. Yeah, it's been a while, right? Yeah, I think I want I, either '09 or '2010, one of the two. So it's been I've had it for a while, and it's still a good computer, but it's definitely starting to show its age quite a bit. Like I'm having a hard time loading things that shouldn't I shouldn't have a hard time loading, but yeah. it'll you know work for this pretty well. We went and saw Inside Out yesterday, which is awesome. the, the new Pixar movie. Oh, it was yeah, pretty it was good. good. It was is really it good. good. Um, everyone's saying it's like you know Wally Rupp good. It's not, but it's still pretty good. It, it, there's a point in there where like 
If I hadn't been in a room full of people, it might have been full on ugly cry. Like I was really? struggling. Oh yeah, because this this is pretty much set up in the first five minutes. So, but minor spoiler warning: the entire sort of premise of the movie is the main character, who's this little girl, like twelve year old girl, gets moved from Minnesota to California. And she's dealing with all the emotions of moving across country and leaving all your friends behind. And I right. don't, you know this because people don't know this. I've done that quite a few times in my life where I've had to leave everything behind because my dad got a job somewhere and we moved away. So right. it just mm-hmm. hit me. Like, like everything that little girl was going through, I got. Like everything, oh, it was bad. And it was like at the end. Hey, y'all need to go downstairs. So at the end, I'm just, you know, getting there and I'm just. Like, like I was like two thirds away through the movie. I'm like, okay, this movie's okay. But the last twenty minutes, man, I'm just like, okay, keep it together, keep it together, Jacob. And like, got my hoodie up around my face, like trying not to cry. <laughs> it was, it was pretty bad. But the movie was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I, I'd recommend it if you got kids. Uh, if you've never really moved, it may not mess with you as much as it did with me. But it, if you if you've definitely made some major moves in your life, you'll uh, you'll get it. You'll understand it quite a bit. So nice. Yep, yep. That's, yeah, it's just been a uh, pretty easy breezy weekend. Um, got a killer headache today that I'm still fighting, but whatever. damn it. Yeah, whatever. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. <laughs> So, would you recommend it for a uh, two-year-old? Is there enough kind of just? Oh yeah, it, there's raw so, motion and music and and it's pretty animation. funny and you know it, for the most part it's really bright and <clears throat> vibrant and oh yeah it's good. There's and, some and a too. nine-year-old boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because okay. there, there's definitely some there's some pretty funny jokes, especially like, there's this one thing where. The, the the deep memory people are just like, oh, yeah, we love this memory. We just send it up from time to time just for fun. And it's like this commercial <laughs> from when she was like three years old, you know. <laughs> it's the jingle that gets stuck in, stuck in your head. That's funny. <laughs> and I, I watch this movie because it's all about, you know, the inner workings of your mind. I'm like, yeah, I can totally see my brain being this dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I could, I could see my brain actually working like this. <laughs> yeah, I could too, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> but let's see, I got a new book this weekend that I'm very excited to start reading. Oh, yeah? It's What'd you um, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Yeah, there we go. By Joseph, Joseph Campbell. It's yeah. um, sort of a literary book. It's a book about literature and stories about how the hero's journey is always kind of the same. And it breaks down different cultures and how even across all the cultures, hero stories are very similar. It's actually where um, George Lucas based a lot of Luke Skywalker on is right. the readings in this book. So it's one of those books I've been meaning to pick up for years and years now. I finally did it. Awesome. Yeah, I figure with my writing, I'll, it'd be probably good to get a little education underneath me. Nah, fuck that. I don't know what you're talking about. So, I got a question. We were talking about computers. Oh, I can't talk about this. Hang on one second. I gotta, I gotta check outside to make sure that no kids. Okay. Okay, hang on. And he's off. And here we are, bunt again on the forty-two podcast. I wish I could do voices better. That's one of those things. I can. I just can't do voices. I can't. I don't know. Are you talking mess about me when I leave? No, I was talking about how I really wish I could do like voices, but I can't. Like I would never be a voice actor because <laughs> I don't have the range. This is my mad voice. <laughs> this is my mad voice. Well, yeah. It's like in The Simpsons, right? Hank Azaria does like 16 characters. And oh, they all do. sound unique. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. No, I'm surprised I've been listening to the Harry Potter books and how different the uh, author can sound. It's the it's the same kind of voice, but the inflection and the emphasis and the what is that the um like the, what is that the accent yeah and the tempo they'll be just slightly different where yeah. I know exactly who what character is talking even if it's not you know it doesn't say who's talking I just know them by their voice now right. it's the same person it's incredible anyway what I wanted to ask you uh-huh. 
So my son, we've been asking him, he's turning nine. And he's been asking me, we've been asking him for a while, what does he want for Christmas? Okay? Okay. The original answer was like an airsoft gun and like an Xbox One. Right. That's pretty, that's pretty reasonable for a nine-year-old. That seems like what you would want. Mm-hmm. But what he's settled on now that he's only a week away, we haven't bought anything yet. We've been, you know, because you know how nine-year-olds are. Right. You've got to ask them a million times trying to get exactly what they want out of them. <clears throat> he wants a computer. Okay. What do you think? How much do you think you can get away with and play modern-day graphics? Oh, man. Like, you want, one... you want to do, like, a computer computer or a laptop or what? I, mm, probably a computer, right? Uh, I mean, you can play a lot of games on laptops now. Um, if you look uh, and you watch, you can get them pretty cheap, you know, six, seven hundred bucks. And then they'll play pretty decent games. Let me see if I can't find a... Yeah, you, you just got a... Hmm. Like, Lenovo was actually running a, a thing the other day that was really good. It was like a 12, um, 12 gigabyte dedicated graphics card to the whole bit. Um, I just can't decide what I should get him, you know, being nine. Do I get him the airsoft gun? Or do I, I don't know. What would you want as nine? Not nine when you were a nine-year-old, but nine today. Like, don't you? I mean, wouldn't you really want a computer as a nine-year-old today? I mean, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Um, I mean, if you go desktop, you do have the extra expense of a monitor. So that's something to consider. He also wants two monitors. <laughs> it's like, tell him he can get one and wait for the other one. <laughs> like, Daddy needs new monitors too, son. <laughs> Daddy needs a new rig, yeah. <coughs> Uh, I, I also thought about just buying a new case and re-rigging this one. That's not wouldn't be a bad way to do it. Uh, buy the components and make it all look all nice. Mm-hmm. Um, laptops are nice because they can kind of take them, and you don't have to be on the computer itself. If, you know, if you want the computer as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We also thought about doing a camp. Oh, yeah? Yeah, sending them to a summer camp. Those have gotten expensive, dude. Prices are always going up. Yeah, but it's like a thousand bucks for a week. Well, three meals a day. Insurance. You know, that's... Responsibilities, activities. Right. Luxuries and amenities. Et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't doubt it. I don't even want a can of cookies these days. 4200 It was half that when we were going. Mm-hmm. Half. Yeah, a can of cookies turned into a two-week camp, though. Oh, yeah, not, not really. No monthers or just... There two? are monthers, but there's like a cabin and a half. Hmm. There's not a lot of monthers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really weird. But they only have two. They only have two semesters. Also, they only do two months now, not three. There's only two terms at camp. But that's because I think just you know the schools keep pushing summer. They keep making summer smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Like I don't think kids got out of here till like middle of June. Like pretty late. Ours was June fourth. Yeah, and they're going to start up with, like, first week, second week of August? I think so, yeah. Yeah, this is two months. I mean, they have two months of summer. Isn't that weird? It sucks. I feel bad for them. We had three full months of summer. Yeah, three, three, yeah. Well, especially when we were young, it was, like, three and a half. It was, like, Labor Day to Memorial Day or whatever it is. That's basically what it was. Yeah. It was the end of May to September, early September. Mm-hmm. Way more enjoyable. Way more. Good life. <laughs> Yeah, now you know everyone wants to push the school day from eight from what eight to three to eight to five. Really? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that recently. Lots of schools want to keep the kids longer. Why? Well, a well, a probably because it would help with the parents, so the parents don't have to like 
you know, they don't really have to change their work schedule at all. So that's probably a chunk of it. But they say they can do more and I don't know. I think a lot of school, especially like public schools, is just waste of time anyway. Yeah, it seems very Orwellian to have your kids go to school for nine hours a day. Like, you don't need to take photography in high school, okay? Teach, them, teach the kids how to read, how to write, history, some math, and you're pretty much good. There's no reason to... Basic math, too. Yeah, like, I... There's no reason for them to know the complicated stuff unless they want to know it. And then the, all those classes should be available. And, you you know, if you have really good, you know, scores in, like, the other math, like, the basic math, you know, everybody takes the bas- basic math class. And if you're good at it, you can sign up to take the AP math classes, right, where you you actually learn stuff that's going to apply to you when you go into your different careers. Oh, yeah. So, it's something. It's There's a train. That's really loud. It is really loud. I mean, there's something like 65% of kids who go into college have to take remedial courses because they weren't prepared well enough in high school. And that's just a fucking shame. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't... But we tried to homeschool my kid, and it was just like, oh, this is so much fucking work. Well, yeah, it is. You can't, I can't believe how much your mom, how much effort your mom put in to do homeschool for how many kids? Six of all us. Of, yeah, yeah, all of them. Right? Yeah. And one level or another, yeah. And y'all weren't allowed to fail. No, we weren't. <laughs> if it was required, she would sit at that coffee table, I mean that kitchen table with you for six, seven hours. Yeah. It's like, no, you're going to get this. Either out of boredom or necessity that you need to go eat, <laughs> you're going to learn. Yeah, I mean, that's, because people... A lot of people talk to me about homeschooling, especially up here. Like they, they look at me like I'm a freak when I tell them I'm homeschooled up here. But really, that's just not a thing up here. You know, it's mm-hmm. very much a southern, southern thing, you know, Bible Belt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, they like, well, what? And I tell them, like, look, my dad's a PhD, so education was important. He just decided to send me to do. They decided to do homeschooling instead of public schooling. And for me, I tell I tell people like if you're gonna do it, you just gotta commit, you know. Because I, I I knew a lot of kids that like, would like they would homeschool for two years and be in public school for two years and homeschool for two years and like no, mm-hmm. if you're gonna do it, you gotta commit. Yeah, you just gotta get in there. You gotta say it's you know you do the education right, you know. And for a lot of people who don't know, like homeschooling, there's lots there's so much stuff out there for you like curriculums video school which is what i did for the most part so you know you you don't have to do everything i guess just for the way right but it requires a level of discipline that most people just don't have yeah a willingness to get up every morning and make your kids get up and eat their breakfast (coughs) and get ready and then go sit in the you know whatever computer room or classroom or whatever you've designated to do school and make sure they got it done and to be able to do that and keep the house clean and the bills paid or whatever your responsibilities are as part of the wife, that just can be a lot. Yeah. And it's every day. Every day for 18 years or whatever it is. Now, if we really want to make some money, we'll be one of the first people to open up a virtual reality school. Like send the, the kids headsets school. and just like stick them on them and, you know, we'll, we'll have them flying around the galaxy learning about planets and like doing virtual underwater virtual reality stuff, learning about fish and numbers and it'd be cool. It'd be very cool. We'd have to design the programs, huh? I guess we just need to buy one of the toolkits for one of the VR sets. Yeah. And come up with all the programs and then just hire some teachers and actors to play the uh, different, you would need a virtual teacher though. Well, there's no reason no, I guess you could just have the character. You could just have the character, but there's also no reason that, like, the one teacher couldn't be teaching, like, a thousand kids. Mm. Especially if it's more of a virtual field trip. Especially because, yeah, and then the kids are bound by some rules. Yeah, I mean, it is. They're isn't... not allowed to do anything ridiculous. They just kind of have to sit and watch and be part of it. <coughs> it's easy to keep them quiet and not lose them. Right. You know. I guess one teacher could take a thousand kids on a virtual tour if they couldn't get lost, right? Or you know, it just you, wasn't an option. Right. Or you pre-record it, and you know the kids just watch it, and they just kind of fly through it. And if they need help, there's like a tech support button they can click, and they can ask questions. Just have like a bank of 
teachers, you know, ready to ask questions in, the, in a call center somewhere. I like it. I like it. And, you know, there's some things you just can't make fun, like math. Like, learning how to do math is just boring. Cause you just got to learn, you know, it, it is. It's just 2 plus 2 is 4, you know, that kind of stuff. So much of it you is You can make the necessity for math fun, though. Yeah, if you could, uh... You could, you could have adventure games. Yeah, yeah, gamification of, of mm -hmm. math and of school in general, which I guess this kind of would be. It would be very close. But it would also make, you could also do hands-on things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if it's in a virtual reality environment, you could have the kids, um, experiments could be done in such ways. You could build nuclear bombs, well, not nuclear bombs, but like a nuclear reactor. Like if y'all were talking about nuclear reactors, you could actually slide the rods in and out. Or you could like grab and pinch and zoom and like look inside the reactor and then just keep zooming in until you actually could see what was happening. See the atoms and stuff. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. We're talking the magic school bus of like schools. Basically, yes. <laughs> you got to know someone's already working on it at this point because it, it will it'll change the game, especially for homeschoolers, where you, you just jack in your headset for three hours and you're done. I don't think anybody as smart as us are working on it. I don't know. Like that's the thing I always loved about being homeschooled. If I really push myself, I could be get my entire day done in three or four hours. You could do your whole week in two days. If I yeah, if you really tried. And those yeah. were some long days, but you could. Yeah, eight hour days, yeah. Yeah. And it turned out okay for me. <laughs> yeah, it did. So But your parents also did a really good job of making sure that you had the right credentials and made sure you went to the right schools at the right time. Yeah. Like you started going to those like AP college courses and stuff when you were younger. Well, I uh well I started Oklahoma State when I was seventeen, so Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, with a dual credit, but I just did all all college classes. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Um, hmm. Yeah, I saw something where the Dallas Cowboys are using drones and stuff at practice, so being guys can use the virtual reality to like get inside the drones and watch it, and so it's wow. a whole other. Oh yeah, whole other level of stuff, man. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. I think VR is going to have huge impl implication for sports. Right? Could you imagine Ooh, if, if I you... I never thought of that. Well, think about, like, training, right? So mm -hmm. instead of taking batting practice, you're taking batting practice actually off the guy you're going to be facing. You know, so if, if you had a way to... I mean, everything is recorded from every angle, so it wouldn't be that hard to build the models to move correctly, to have the balls move correctly. It wouldn't be that hard, man big air quote quotes you know so instead of you know just taking batting practice you're taking batting practice off you know cole hamels or whoever or you know if you're you know football team you could put yourself say you're a quarterback you could put the helmet on and run plays against an actual defense that's that, epic so you you know, or you could just watch watch it unfold from the quarterback's eyes and see how the defense reacts to certain things happening, and yeah, that's coming. That's coming quick. There's way too much money in sports for it not to be coming quick. Right. How does the programming work on something like that? Like, how does somebody design the 3D environment that's played in the virtual reality? Like, how would somebody take? Whatever you were just, you know, since we 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 record all of the video of the defensive line and stuff, playing all the different different teams, so we take that information and then we can render these people in a three D environment. How do they translate film to a virtual environment where I've got it on my head? Well, I would assume that on some level, either a you they've will probably be some kind of algorithm that it can pick up and. They know the computer can translate Sorry. it, basically. Right. Which is, I'm guessing, how it'll happen. Especially so you run for, it through a computer. Right, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to rent, you wouldn't want to build everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you could build like the base and then put the skins and movements on top of it. Or you know, you could do it almost like you do with Madden, where you know the defenses will react in a very in a way, and you can just in there and watch hmm. it interesting 
yeah. You but, think people are already building this type of technology that allows you to transmit film into the 3D? Oh, I'm. I'm I would be, be cool. shocked if it wasn't. Right. That has some giant implications, like for everything, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Right. Hmm. Uh, Will you be able to build like a virtual mall for your Amazon store? There's no reason you couldn't. There's no reason you couldn't do it right now if you knew what you were doing. Is there going to be a new version of the internet, like the virtual net, where well, you go to like these Amazon, st like the Amazon stores will be like storefronts where you walk in and. I don't see why not. You know, it's a it's something we've been seeing on TV and movies forever, so that's one reason it'll kind of happen because that's what we're going to be pushing ourselves towards. But yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be that way because that way you could even you could even get some kind of a idea of how big is it. You know, what does it really look like? What does it feel like? Especially if our um, sensory input mechanisms become very good, which apparently they're, they're already starting to become pretty good. So if you had, you know, gloves on that would let you feel feel it or touch it or you could see how big it is or how big it kind of looks. Being able to see it in a, rendered in 3D and actually, like, walk around the couch, you'd feel a lot more comfortable buying couches offline. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, if you could... Hmm? Or, you know, if you're doing something where... Say you're using like the HoloLens or maybe like the Steam one with the tower that reads your room. Mm. You could find it, click a button, and place it, it in your room. room and then see what it would look like to an extent. Or put it up on, you know, if you're looking at buying a TV or a wall mount, like a painting or something, you could... Hmm. Yep. Interesting. But if that's the case, then you just need something that assumes the same shape and then you could have anything. Which would be kind of cool. You could have bare walls, but have all this virtual art. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for the future. <laughs> Did you see the HoloLens E3? Did we talk about that uh -huh. on the last podcast? Yeah, we, uh, we've talked about it a little bit. The HoloLens, man, what they're doing is cool. I, I'm that a, is some cool shit. I don't know which I'm more excited about. The HoloLens, like the real full-on augmented reality of the mm -hmm. HoloLens or the full-on VR. I'm not sure. I, I really, right right now I'm really excited about the augmented reality because I love I the idea of it. Yeah, for the next five or ten years, I think augmented reality will probably be the way to go until we can get like what they describe in Rated Player One, those full immersion rigs where you have a difficult time to, you know, telling whether it's virtual reality or reality. Right. When we get to that level, then the Oasis, the Oasis probably pales in comparison to what we'll actually do with a virtual universe. Because with an open source virtual universe that if we build something like that, you know, like a, a virtual net like we were describing where you can go to these different shops or you can go play virtual paintball or you can go play virtual, people are just building these websites that allow you access through the virtual net, right? Right. The Oasis, oh, that's one guy's idea. Wait until you have six billion people coming up with ideas. It's going to be a lot of porn and cats. Uh, it can be a lot of porn. Lots of porn. Yeah, Lots of cats. It's going to be a few brothels. It's going to be some few brothels. In every imaginable way you could imagine to do it. <sighs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm in. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our <coughs> new AI overlords. Oh, yeah. Matrix is coming. We're going to turn into batteries soon. That's just how that's all there is to it. Did you see that um, article on Google about the uh, artificial intelligence chatbot they designed? No, I haven't. Do you know how... Have you ever gone to like chatbot and talked to it? Yeah, once or twice. It's been a it's while. It's terrifying. But... It's terrifying how like it seems like you're talking to a real person. But all that thing does is takes other people's answers and other people's questions and puts them together. It just keeps building this bigger and bigger and bigger database. The more people talk to it, the bigger the database comes, the more fluid and the better at chatting the robot becomes, right? Right. Well, Google took a chatbot and then I don't know how they did it. I don't I'm, I don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. 
but they somehow took the information off of like how people structure their sentences and conversations made that into like some type of formula and put that into the chatbot so when it was making answers up it made them up on its own it wasn't like these pre-programmed answers from other conversations that it's had you know previously it can answer original idea or original questions with original ideas and then uh, they asked it like some crazy stuff like uh, what is the meaning of life and it's like to live forever <laughs> and stuff like that it's just these all these crazy questions um, they asked it what is morality and it's like it doesn't matter you don't believe in God Almighty and That's then uh, they, were, they were like what, are, what is um, what is with the ambiguity and uh, and it answered some some I can't remember how it said something about my ambiguity doesn't matter compared to your lack of morality or something like that. It just keeps asking these, you know, really. It was cool. It was very good. I can't remember. Uh, you'd have to probably just Google like chatbot <clears throat> uh, experiment. But they're getting crazy, man. Did you see that you're going to be able to buy a jetpack in less than a year for 145 grand? <laughs> Only 145,000. Well, the idea is that they're going to sell it to um, hospitals and firefighters and police departments. But it's a single-person um, jetpack, like a true full-blown turbine <laughs> jetpack. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the that uh, the hover bike that the military is developing? No. Let's see if I can find your link. That'd be awesome. Speaking of jetpacks, did you see that Russian video of the guy who had the money that bought one of the like 60s James Bond style where they use the compressed air to blow you up uh -huh. and his buddy's got him tethered up to a you know like a, a harness and they're standing you know on like this deck thing kind of suspended up in the air a little bit and he's got this rope that goes up to a pulley tied between two trees and then his friend's got the hell of the rope so he's kind of like helping him stay you know kind of stable and the, the guy takes off real slow like and if you've ever like skateboarded down a hill and you start to get the speed wobbles you know how you kind of try to fix it and it gets a little worse and it gets a little worse and then like you go from a little worse to like completely out of control in just one flip of the pendulum. Right. So he's like, shh, shh, shh. And his friend's trying to pull and, and then he, <laughs> the guy kind of goes this way and hits against the rope and comes back the other direction and his friend goes to give him slack because he was trying, you know, they're just off a little timing as he gives us, he just goes straight vertical just, you know, it's, 60, 70 miles away. <laughs> hits his friend right in the chest. And they both go flying off the deck because he lets he lets go of the rope. You know, oh, and they both the rope comes out of the thing. <laughs> they both just go flying off the screen. <laughs> oh, I'm sure like, that was a oh, fun oh, trip to the hospital. I was like, oh, I want to be rich. How did you break 18 ribs? Well, let's just not talk about that. I bought one of those $100,000 jetpacks from the 60s. You know, the ones with compressed air? Yeah, I got one. <laughs> I got one. It was awesome. Yeah, I sent you the link for this Huffer bike. Check it out. It's like two... It's basically... It looks like a motorcycle... The middle of a motorcycle with two giant fans where the wheels should be. Oh, that's terrifying looking. Let's see, it can carry one or two soldiers up to 10 feet off the ground at speeds around 60 miles per hour over land and water. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't see any support for the propeller. I wonder how that's how that works. Probably uh, I, don't, I don't see any motor. I don't know, man. It's... Man, the future is too crazy for me. You know what, though? It's weird that they're building this to carry people when by the time it's actually like produced and ready to go, they won't be carrying people. Are we carrying robots? Yeah, it'll just be quadcopters and, you know. What, we really, what they really need to be building is the, those DARPA tank-looking things, those pack mules they have. You know, the one where the, you see the video where the guy kicks it over and it kind of stumbles and catches itself. And it can go when it's all autonomous. They just need those and like deployment, um, some type of deployment technology, you know, some type of quadcopter that allows you to land and drop those off and then go and pick more up. And then you just need those to fulfill different roles. 
some of them have a virtual reality headset connected with some guy's arm so he can reach out and like actually manipulate things. And then some of them are just autonomous killing machines that have those turrets from North Korea's no-man no zone where they're just like target acquired. Da, 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 da. And just people are dying without any mercy. You know, that's, that's where uh, Skynet comes from. Oh, yeah. So is it going to be one of those things where war eventually becomes obsolete or, you know, the people with the robots are going to win because we're not losing people? Yes. It may turn into like a World War II thing where it's just like who can produce more robots? Right. Who, yeah. can, who can overrun the other team's robots? Not really a, a race of technology, but more a race of production. Yeah, it's a war of attrition. Yeah, probably China wins that one, right? Yeah, maybe. We can, I mean, when it comes to high tech, we cannot produce China. Yeah, they, okay. they just have the manpower. I just thought they had all the computer chips. I don't know. Maybe, maybe man, I don't know. Maybe they'll turn like Foxconn from cell phones to killer robots. Right. <laughs> so, you know, all those people who've been making iPhones are now making, you know, Skynet and Terminators and shit. Coming from a guy who really enjoys quadcopters, enjoys it as a hobby that flies a couple of them, those things are too. They're just too capable to not be utilized. They do unbelievable things. I have one that you, you, it's pretty big. You have to fly it outside, and it's kind of powerful. And I'm like, you know what? At night, if this had just a single light on the bottom, it flies exactly the way people describe UFOs. So it'll just hover. And then I can just make it go any direction in all six axis or a combo of the two. So I can literally move in any direction in all 360, 360 degrees at full throttle. I can just go, oh, and I can just take off. And then I can just pull it back, change its direction completely. It'll stall and then completely fly the other direction without having to, it doesn't look like it banks and churns. It'll just change directions because it, you know, it's like a helicopter. It's way more maneuverable than a helicopter. It's, they're unbelievably capable. I really do believe that what everybody was seeing in Roswell, uh, Roswell, New Mexico back in the day were different types of fighters that the military was building and quadcopters. I guarantee you they've been building drone quadcopters for 30 years now, 20 years. They're unbelievable. You would not believe. If you haven't seen them in real life, what they can do, they're unbelievable. Nice. And they're, uh, and they're just so stable. I haven't had a chance to play with them very much, but they do take great video because they are so stable. Yeah, and the thing is, is you don't have to build a quad. You can build a hex mm. or an octocopter. And then, you know, the military, they have those... You see how he has those fans on that hover bike there? Right. It's kind of like a funnel, and then the fins are almost touching the edge of the top of the funnel, and it kind of goes down. Right. Those are... Those are Induction fin, or uh, in what do they call that? They're ducts, electronic ducts. I don't remember exactly, but that technology somehow ca causes some type of like uh, negative pressure above the fan, and it blows harder below. They're really efficient, so the, you know the government has to have that kind of technology. I don't know. I just they could do whatever they want with those things. Those things are so terrifying. Yeah, it's the you know if. If you think what the consumer has is cool, the government has whatever it is, another five generations down the line or more. Which is just terrifying to think of. It is terrifying. <laughs> because some of the stuff that I can build today, I almost shouldn't be allowed to be able to build. I can build you a helicopter or an octocopter that we could deliver a payload of probably 20 pounds 20 kilometers, 70, maybe maybe up to 70 kilometers away if we had the right technology. So about 35 miles. Yeah, we could deliver 20, probably 30 pounds, 30 miles, one-way trip. Wow. If we wanted to go just one way, we could probably go even farther. Because the issue is, is getting them back. The battery life starts to die. But if you're just trying to get something there, it's like that's a lot of ability. Oh, yeah. I can also, I can also fly us... 30 miles away at 50 miles an hour, I mean, um, 35 minutes at 50 miles an hour, hang out for 5 or 10 minutes with 4K crystal clear real-time you know, video, heads-up display showing me exactly what the helicopter sees, I can have absolute pinpoint accuracy where I could fly it down into your backyard, look through your, you know, the back windows of your house, and then fly it back. 
Like, you can do that. I don't know. It's just the future is way crazier than anybody's going to give it credit for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you should, you know, get really good with your, your coptering and just, like, start selling your, your uh, abilities to, like, high school sports Fly teams it. and stuff who want, like, awesome video for... Like, oh, we want extra awesome video for our, you know, tape and stuff so the kids can learn better. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The only problem with um, trying to fly a quadcopter for, um, what would you, commercially, uh-huh. is the FAA ruled it illegal. Eh, just you have to, don't get too fu- Don't get too high. Yeah, don't get too big. Right. Like 30 feet. That's it. Yeah. You just keep it inside the stadium and you're fine. You're good. Yeah, you know, no plane's going to hit it inside the stadium. I know, but just the law is that you can't make... Like, people are... So, I could buy one, and they they sell... Um, so, they sell giant ones that you can't hardly hug. They're huge. You know, the, the arms on them are two feet long each, and you've got eight arms that stick out, and you've got 14, 16-inch props on it, right? Right. But they also sell them the ones that they race, where we talked about it a few weeks ago, where mm-hmm. they, they do the racing... And those are m- about the size of a lunchbox. You know, like an old school, like high school lunchbox that you would take right, or right. You know, middle school lunchbox. And they'll do 70 miles an hour. <laughs> so people take those and they fly them through like a construction site. Or they fly them like over the side of a dam and through the woods and then back up and they fly it down the river and they fly it back up, right? And then take that video. So that wasn't video... That wasn't like a commercial thing. That was a hobby that somebody did in his, you know, with his spare time. He built this thing and he flies and he likes the video. Puts it on YouTube. The video is popular enough that he makes some money off YouTube. And then gets a cease and desist order from FAA that he's making money commercially off of his quadcopter. That's how serious they are about you not flying quads. Man. Like, I get it. I, I do get it to an extent because you have those little guys flying up around the wrong places and things can go wrong with airplanes and stuff we can build one that'll go two and a half three four miles up straight up exactly so i mean you can get into the jumbo jet territory and i can understand why that could be bad but we could definitely build one of those little ones like we were talking about and it's it's made out of carbon fiber and got tons of little pieces of metal and it's got this big lipo battery that explodes whenever cut in half if you fly that into a motor of a jumbo jet, yeah, I'm I'm almost p- positive that the jumbo jet can't handle that. Right. There's just no way. Or, you know, if you're very nefarious about it, you just put, like, six ounces of C4 on it and go land that thing on the fuselage and hit the explode button. Or you could just get that Tannerite stuff that explodes on impacts that you can shoot with a bullet that explodes and then just fly, you know, what? I mean, we're talking about ridiculous stuff on the internet now, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it is. I can understand why they don't want you to have it. Right now, the only way to get a an exemption against the law, where you're allowed to do it anyway, mm-hmm. is to be a, is to have a private pilot's license, like at least a private pilot's license. Huh. And then you have to have two people, you know, one that has a headset on and one that doesn't. You have to have a spotter and a pilot, and yeah. But getting your private pilot license would make it very difficult. You know, those are eight to ten grand to do, and yeah, if you do it right, they're not that expensive. And it requires you f- to fly an airplane. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's more terrifying than riding a motorcycle. <laughs> no? Yeah, th- those little planes, man, they're scary. I've been up in them before. Me too. They scare the bejeebus out of me. Oh, that's when my, like, uh... Oh, my, uh, my motion sickness really gets to me. Like, I can handle jets. <laughs> Like, you put me on a Southwest jet, I'm pretty much okay. Those little planes, uh-uh. No, that was one of those oh, times yeah. where I, like, we got on, like, it was like, oh, God, if you please let me get on this ground safely, I will never do X again kind of moments. <laughs> I know those feelings. Yeah. That was where I got that feeling when we were on that bus that got lost in the Ozark Mountains. <laughs> it's like, you could just drop me off right here. For, I'll, I'll just walk. die. I'll walk. I'll just walk. I am so sick. Ugh. All of us were sick, like thirty of us or whatever it was, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy that God hasn't sent the, you know, angel named Rocco to bust our kneecaps for all the uh, debts <laughs> we haven't settled up with yet. <laughs> if she's not pregnant, I'll never drink again. 
Yeah. I'll never have unmarital sex ever again. <laughs> yeah. Three days later. <laughs> oh, she's not pregnant? Oh, good. Great. Thank God. You want to get laid? <laughs> <laughs> so you got plans for the fourth, Jake? I know you're kind of up there by yourself. Um, We really haven't thought. Honestly, I kind of forgot it was the fourth this weekend. You're um, at this kind of like. I am. Uh, we both have Friday off. You know, because the 4th is on a Saturday. We'll probably go watch fireworks if it's not raining. I don't know how it is here. Because you know down in, down the south, if it's raining, you're not going to have fireworks. But it rains all the time up here, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I hope it doesn't rain. It's been raining a lot here. I hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to do the whole firework thing. Nice. How are you? you know, we'll just go to, the, to Walmart and get our own fireworks. They sell them at Walmart? legit fireworks like the big like the canisters that you light and they shoot for 10 minutes kind of deals like at walmart really yeah, that's so weird i know can't buy beer but you can buy fireworks no big deal no wal- no beer at walmart huh no beer at walmart what about wine no oh wine wow. and liquor is sold by the state so by its own, the all liquor stores in the state of Pennsylvania are owned and operated by the government of Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania. Weird. It is weird. And then beer, unless you can sell beer, you can sell up to a 12-pack of beer if you're a restaurant. But you can't do it any other way unless you go to the beer distributor and buy a case of beer. So 24 of them. So you basically have to buy beer in 24s, which is good. So is that inc- has that increased your intake or decreased? Uh, I'd probably say probably a bit decreased. Uh, you just have, like, I'm one of these people, I like to jump around beers, you know. I would like to buy, like, I'd rather have, like, two different types of beers so I can kind of mix, mix and match and stuff. Like mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, they have a pick six wall where it's like twelve bucks, and you can pick any six beers. You know, that's what I like to do. So that's the way to, to do it. Having to buy twenty four at a time kind of sucks. It's oh, great. I see. Right, because you have to buy twenty four of the same beer. Yeah, which you know, if you're having like a party or something, it's great because the prices tend to be a bit cheaper than they would be if you were buying them like six at a time because you know bulk and all that stuff. But you know, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. What about a, uh, what about at a liquor store? Do you have to buy them as a case anyway? What? Could you buy a six pack at a at a liquor store? No, liquor stores can't sell beer here. Wait, what? Liquor stores can't sell beer here. They only sell liquor, liquor huh? and wine. Wow, you live in a weird place. It is weird, dude. It is it weird. weird. I have no idea why these laws are the way they are. Like they are terrible. You know, being up here, it's some kind of law that's been there for 200 years or something crazy. I believe it. Y'all are, yeah, that is weird how you've been there. It's an old state. It's an old state. It's <clears throat> one of the first ones. <sighs> See, Pennsylvania was founded in, uh, well, it's one of the original 13, so whenever that is. 1787, no yeah. So how far are you from the Atlantic? Uh, straight line, I could probably be there in like six hours. Oh. Seven hours. But I'm also, I'm basically living in Ohio. I'm like 40 miles from Ohio. So, so if you're living in like Philly, it's only like two hours. How far is New York? Uh, to get all the way into New York City is like six and a half hours, seven hours. And how far? What else is around there? How far are you from DC then? Uh, four and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Chicago, you're pretty good ways. I don't know how far we are from Chicago. We're not that far from Chicago, but we're not that close to it either. Right. You're kind of up in the middle of that area. Yeah. How close are you to the Great Lakes, then? Uh, I mean, I can beat uh, Lake Erie in like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, it's a bit... It's it's seven hours to drive it to 
Chicago. Uh, Cleveland's like an hour, hour, hour and a half from here. Uh, yeah. Philly and New York are a bit of a haul. I could be in Toronto in like three hours. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, we're really close to Canada. <laughs> That's weird. <sighs> so, being that close to all that stuff, have you gone to any of it yet? Uh, we've done, well... We've done DC a little bit. It's just we've been trying to get our our shit back together with uh, money and stuff. So we really I just haven't had the cash to do a lot of traveling yet. I hear you, dude. I hear you. It wiped us out moving here. It didn't help that like my wife was out of work for like three months, right? So there's just right. a lot of income gone. Um, our rent went way up when we moved here. That was partly our fault, but... We had two days to find a place to live, so we didn't have a lot of time to really f- scout and find the best deals and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we we've been trying to get back on track financially, so that's kind of limited some of that. Plus, we just haven't had a lot of time. We've gone out to Columbus. We spent a weekend in Columbus, Ohio, which is actually one of my favorite cities. I like Columbus a lot. Oh, there's a drift really? in Ohio. Hmm, who knew? How far is Columbus? I mean, uh, what is Columbus like? How big is it? Uh, Columbus is probably like a million, maybe two million. Okay, not too uh, bad then. It, yeah, and it's really built out. Um, so the the interstate systems are really nice. You can get around the entire city really quick. Um, you know, it's just, I just enjoy it as a city. I've been there a couple of times now, and it's just nice to get around fun stuff to do because we went out there for the um, major league gaming of Dota event that was out there. Hell yeah. Um, I've done some traveling around Pennsylvania itself for work. Like I've been to Hershey. Like I, I've seen where they make the Hershey stuff. Uh, oh, where they make Hershey's is actually named Hershey. Yeah. It's in Hershey PA. <laughs> so. That's cool. Actually. Yeah, it's not like going to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> yeah. uh, in in October, if we're still here, we'll we're gonna go down to West Virginia for an Oklahoma State game. Fun. Which I'm a little scared about. West Virginia, Why? West Virginia University is crazy, man. They burn is shit. It? Like one of the traditions at West Virginia is if they win, you burn couches. Wait, what? Why? I don't know, but that's how it is. When West Virginia joined the Big 12, uh, one of the Oklahoma State blogs I read was like, all right, West Virginians, here's your primer to where it is legal, illegal, and other things that you need to know about burning couches in other Big 12 cities. But yeah, these people just burn couches. Hey, stay uh, downstairs be quiet. Sorry about that, y'all. I got a bunch of kids. They're throwing a... My grandmother's birthday parties today. Oh. So they're doing a bunch of, you know, everybody's collecting. We're supposed to be around 4.35. So. Yeah. Yeah, you probably need to let you go then. Nah, no, we're, yeah, we're good. We got, you know, 15, 20 minutes. That's about what's expected. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, West Virginia's crazy. But I have some friends down there, so we'll at least get to hang out. Hell, yeah. Me and you need to hang out sometime soon, dude. We I need know. to do some fun. Um, I'm, I already told Kelly, like, I want to fly you up for my birthday. Fuck that. You need to, we need to go on a cruise. Y'all need to come down here. Uh, yeah, I've never done the whole cruise thing. I want to. I tell you what. One of us needs to win the lottery. <laughs> and then I can fly up there. And then we'll fly down here and we'll do a cruise. It's okay. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, we, we were going to do a cruise for our honeymoon, but it just didn't quite work out. Like, mm-hmm. we could have done it. But it had been one of those things where we would have had to catch a flight right after the wedding, and we really didn't want to do that. Right. And we couldn't... The, it was from Sunday to Sunday, so we would have to come back and burn so much more vacation time. So we just went to Seattle instead, because we were going to do an Alaskan cruise, which that's the cruise I really want to do, is the Alaskan cruise. You're such a weirdo. What, you like, never want to do anything normal. What, Alaskan cruises are pretty normal. Yeah, kind of, I guess. When I say cruise, though, don't you think of, like, the Bahamas? Oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, 
I wouldn't mind doing the Bahamas. I what I would really like to do is want to like fly over and do one of those Norwegian cruises where they you go through the like rivers in Norway and Europe for eight days. That sounds cool. Or the the Mediterranean cruises where you go to like oh, Spain yeah. and Italy and Greece and Cairo. Yeah. Or because there's some of them, what they do is they cruise the Atlantic, then they do the Mediterranean, then they cruise back. Cruise it's like back. three weeks, yeah, it's which like would two be and a half awesome. Weeks, but... And it's super expensive, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like eight grand that, or something like those that. Are the, um, those are the elite ones. Oh, yeah. Because only people who have their lives like really well settled have the freedom to do those kind of cruises. Oh, yeah. It's a special individual that goes and does those. I thought about doing the whole work on a cruise ship thing before. My grandmother did it for five or six years. Nice. Totally worth it, she said. Oh, yeah. You get to see amazing things, and when you're not working, you're partying. Yeah, and and she goes, for the amount of work that you do compared to how much you get paid, it's really big because they have to pay you just to get on the boat. Most people don't want to get on the boat and do that. You know, They right. don't want to take a six-month contract of being on a boat for six months. So right. you can, you know, she was doing um, corporate speaking gigs. Oh, yep. You know, like motivational speaking, like corporate, that kind of, Mm -hmm. in the 90s, it was real popular, and she was one of the best. And uh, they would hire her, and she would only have to speak like once or twice in a whole week. And she got the free cruise plus her, uh, what's it called? Fee or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. I guess I'm too old to do that now. I don't know. Maybe maybe if me... Well, I don't have any, if me and my wife could get on the same boat, I think that'd be probably be pretty fun. It's <laughs> like put us in the yeah, same room and you know, work. Cool. And I don't know what I would do though. I'll be like DJ or something. I'll work the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. It would be fun. Those new, those new, um, those new cruise ships though, they have like real names. Oh yeah, like like Dead Mouse will be there one night and stuff. Oh yeah, some of them are really cool because we were looking at doing one. Because actually, New York City is a really big harbor. Didn't know it. I knew there was trade in there, but I didn't. So there's a lot of cruises that leave out of New York City and go up into like Maine and Canada and stuff. Right. It's like that'd be cool. So we we looked at we've thought about doing it because Norwegian has this deal where it's like eight hundred bucks for seven days and it's all you can drink included. Wow. Yeah. What about food? Uh, food is included as long as you're not going to like the, the super nice areas. Right. Like if you go to the buffets, you're fine. But if you go to the, like the, the I don't know, they, cause the, they have the, the, their special Michelin restaurants star. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to spend a bit more, you could get like a balcony room for like 1200 bucks a person. <sighs> That's the only way to do it. Hell okay. yeah. So we may do that sometime. Uh, you know, once. Once things settle down a little bit, but you know, good times and all that. Ooh, being Skype just tried to show me an ad. Speaking of Skype, did you see that they have the they they're beta testing real time translation? Oh, Tower of Babel stuff. Oh yeah, they it can do Spanish and French real time. That's unbelievable. It is. It is. It is one of the coolest things I've seen recently that'll that'll change the game man like you want to talk about like changing business and shit like that'll change the game especially when we can go to a virtual office and have a virtual meeting done in with uh skype doing uh universal translating for us right or think about like a hololens right put on the hololens with the skype and it just projects the people in front of you and it's translating for you real time you're like, oh yeah? Let me call the guy from India. Hang on, let me call him. <laughs> you Dubaji? Hey, Dubaji. Hey. And he's going, oh, no, no, no. And, you know, but you're hearing, yeah, man, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, that is a change. Tell him what you told me. No, we don't have to wait. Tell him what you told me. <laughs> what, what did you say? <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Universal Translators, man. It's coming. Really what huge. was that in, uh, in the Douglas Adam book? Oh, Babelfish. Babelfish. Yeah. <laughs> and something so useful proves that God doesn't exist or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I 
All right. Well, with all the craziness that's happening upstairs, I don't think I'm going to be able to limit it. So, I call it. Yeah. yeah oh, a... hey, wait. Uh-huh. I recommend Terraria this week. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. If you don't have that game, you should have that game. It's one of those companies that they don't make you buy. There's no microtransactions. You actually buy the game? Once you buy the game, you own it. And, nice. like, there's no DLCs. But they constantly will, like, like, just recently, like, in the last week, they doubled the size of the contents of the game. Wow, nice. So it's, it's, you know, for free. You just download the new patch, and the game's twice as big as it was. Nice, very nice. Good game. I just wanted to stay away from, like, don't kill yourself, (laughs) love your family stuff this week. (laughs) Make it easy. And uh, you want to talk about the Supreme Court? Uh, Or as a podcast, we don't really care about that kind of stuff too much. Well, I mean, we've talked about, like, marriage and stuff before, so everyone knows kind of where I stand. Um, Yeah. That's true. This is actually how I expected it to happen, was the 14th Amendment. Uh, I, I laid it out to a friend of mine like five or six years ago. It's like, if they're going to do it, this is going to be it. I, uh, I thought it would be with, around taxes. They would say we need equal protection for the taxes and not mm. um, government benefits, but it's close enough. Right. Um, I just worry that because we've already seen it, like, Look, I don't like people who refuse service, but it's still your right as a business owner to refuse service or as a pastor of a church right. to refuse service. And you know that's going to be the next thing. Is there, is someone pushing for that to happen, to be able to force churches to do something they don't want to do? Texas was saying that... Um, uh, Texas, the guy who runs the Texas one was saying that they could they couldn't refuse it on like your uh, gender, but they have the right to refuse it on uh, refuse marriage license on religious grounds. That the actual like people who are going to be releasing those are going to be able to do. I was like, that isn't going to hold up in court That's at not all. Hold well, what makes it interesting is uh, the Fourteenth Amendment was passed during Reconstruction after the Civil War. So if you want to talk about precedents and how other things work, um, the Supreme Court effectively made uh, sexual identity the same as race. So anywhere you see anything that has to deal with race, you can put in sexual identity. In, In theory, those laws will apply the same way. So that mm. that's one reason why it's really interesting to me to see how that's going to, you know, come out. And the other thing I, I'm curious to see is, are the activists going to stop being active? They've won. You've won. You got what you wanted. It's, it's legal in all 50 states. Go home. But as we see, at least with the racial movement, they, they, there's too much money and too much of their lives are involved in being activists that they don't know how to stop. And that's, that's interesting. That's kind of, that will be cool to see what are interesting to see what happens. So yeah, I. But other than that, I knew it was like, I I knew for a fact it was going to pass. I didn't. I didn't think that was gonna. I don't think there was any way. The only thing that really bothered me. So the day before was the whole King versus the state about um, the American the the Health Act um, about the subsidies, right? Mm-hmm. And. John Roberts, who's the head head justice, right? If he had used the logic that he used in his dissent against um, the gay marriage one, mm-hmm. he, the uh, the uh, ACA would have gone down. But he he voted for the um, for the subsidies. And then the next day, he used entirely different logic to defend a position, which if he had used it across both cases and been consistent, he would have voted no and no instead of yes and no. Right. And the other thing I didn't really like about it is, and yes, anyone who's listening, I do think that the 14th Amendment and how this went through was the right way to do it. But this decision like you could tell they re- they were really trying to be flowery with it and like it was almost they were trying about, to be historical there was almost nothing about the actual law in the decision and that bothered me a lot like you're the supreme court you're supposed to be like 
I don't want any of your you know juxtaposition here. Tell me what the laws are. Give me the precedents. Move on. You know. Well, the most elegant decisions to me are always the ones that explain the law, that use the law in like just like that clear logic kind of described in the law to make something like apparent. You know what I mean? They're like, no, when they describe it perfectly and they use like just a paragraph and a half, I'm like, how did you write that down in just a paragraph and a half? <laughs> well, it, it, that is the, the most boiled down perfect explanation that you could, you know, it's just exactly what they need to say and nothing else. It's just it's awesome. Like, well, if A equals B, then C must be true. You know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh, I love those. Those are my favorite to read. Yeah, and yeah, everybody was saying that this one is real beautiful, and I'm like, this one isn't as beautiful to me. I'm more of the mathematician style. But I need the equals and C square beauty. And you could tell they were trying to make it beautiful, and I didn't like that a lot. But again, like I said, I I think how the tack they went about it is the way you would have to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't like the fact. I mean, there's 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 lots of stuff I don't like about it. You know, about how essentially we are becoming servants of the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah, they're going to be our kings. Yeah. We're going to be ruled by seven or whatever it is. Nine, yeah. yeah. But yeah, five man. five people can outstrip, you know, the hundreds of millions of people who voted in the United States to oh. ban it or to approve it, you know, and that's just, yep. that's crazy to me. Especially now that we have so many laws and then the way that they're allowed to set precedents and interpret different things for different meanings and they can apply this to that. Like, they have enough well, ammunition and, now. And they during can the, uh, the King case, they basically said they can rewrite a law from the bench. Right. And that is just fucked up to me. I, that, is, that should not be allowed to happen. The law is written in a certain way, and if you screw up writing it, you deserve to lose. Right. But yeah, they... They didn't, and I don't know. It just bothers me. The decision itself doesn't bother me. Everything else does. I guess that's probably the way to say it. Yeah, I agree, 100%. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, man, let's call it. All right, you have a good one. I'll right, catch man. I'll you all you next up. week. Yeah, check out the Super Nerd Sixer. Awesome, awesome stuff this week, and I assume it's going to be better next week. Hope so. That's how we do it. We get that's better. That's how we do it. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for coming to 42. Bye.